Dave Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm looking over and Pearly is not here. Is he on vacation again? Again. Do you know a dude that goes on vacation more? Anyway, Gosh. thanks for joining us. Pearlie's out. God only knows where. How much are you paying this guy I thought to there take was all a this pandemic. vacation? Me? What, <laughs> what, what is, is going, going on? on? It's just crazy. Anyway, we formatted the show like a round of golf. The first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it is brought to you by our folks and friends at Pro-Am Golf. If you need any sort of gear, if you need lessons, if you need to be fitted uh, for a new set of clubs, anything, a rangefinder, they got great loophole gear over there. Check out our friends at Pro-Am Golf. They have everything you need. And if you are into social media like we are, at uh, Jay Delsing is my Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing, Jay Delsing Golf Hospitality. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and our Instagram remains a mystery. Pearlie's in charge of that, and he's out this week. Oh, man. There it goes. I wish I would have known. I, I, I would have been prepared. I, I, I know. I know. Well, we want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. If you need anything done in your house, call these guys. You can trust them. They do great work. And um, so, me, when people are going to be listening to the show this week, they're going to wake up on Sunday morning, and it's going to be Sunday of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I didn't think we'd get here. I, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't think it would First ever of all, everything seems so strange <laughs> because it is, you know, the middle of third week of September, and we've got, God knows what's happened. We've got all sorts of 60, we got more doubleheaders in the Cardinals than we've got, you know, runs scored in some games. We've got I, NBA playoffs going on while we're getting ready for the World Series. I know, <laughs> I, I, I know. And with the U.S. Open's coming up, and the Masters won't be played for another two months. And the Stanley Cup. It's complete. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're going to have every championship, major championship from every major sport on the same day. You know, we'll Bring just, it we'll just roll, roll it. We'll just start early. and So we've got the U.S. Open in Wingfoot. So I'm going to do a little preview of the U.S. Open and – just a view of the U.S. Open because you'll have watched three of the days so far. I had the opportunity to play Wingfoot in 2006 at the U.S. Open. And um, this golf course is, one. first of all, if you've never been to Westchester County, New York, you've got to go up there. When people think of New York, they think of the city, they think of the crazy, the cabs, the whole deal. Westchester County in New York has some of the most beautiful golf courses you've ever seen in your life. And Wingfoot, which is highly private, has the East and the West golf course. Both golf courses have held major championships on there. I've had the opportunity to play both of them. The Open this year and in 06 was on the West course, and it was a bloodbath. But first of all, you drive into Westchester County, and it's almost like driving into this an old estate the trees, the oak trees are huge. The, the homes are beautiful. And you pull into Wingfoot, you see this iconic clubhouse, and everything about it is just intimidating. It's got this uh, old stone roof on it, and, it, and it's just like, man, this looks like somebody's old, you know, hangout, and the, and the golf course is, 
is just out there waiting for you. The rough, you can see the rough from your car, and you're oh, like, wow. damn, I got to stay out of that. <laughs> I, so um, you get into it. That What they do, you guys, this week that's really fun is they take the East Course and they turn parts of the holes into the driving range, and parts of that golf course are, are all set up. So this venue is as good a venue for an Open, U.S. Open, as there, as there ever is. And the golf course just kind of speaks for itself. It's always rated in the top oh, 100, but it should probably be in the top 20. It's an old Tillinghast golf course, and it's very similar to me to Oakmont in, um, outside of Pittsburgh. There's not a lot of water. In fact, there's a couple of tiny little water hazards, but I don't think they have water in them. But this golf course is just a brute. It's just long. If you drive it lousy, forget about it. So who's got you. the advantage? Well, right now, DJ, DJ Just, for sure. He's the obvious DJ favorite. DJ for sure. We'll, right. go, we'll go into that. But one of the things I want to tell, uh, just kind of go back a little bit about, in 06, my dad had passed away in um, early May. And I wasn't going to go through the open qualifying. And, and my dad and Tiger's dad actually passed away on the same day. And uh, so Tiger kind of went into hibernation. Me, on the other hand, still had to try to work and try to keep, you know, the girls still wanted to go to school, and <laughs> my ex-wife at the time still wanted to spend, and so I had to figure out a way to keep the, the ship floating. So um, I talked to my brother who came in, and he said, man, you got to go through the open qualifying. So I had an open, there's two stages of the open qualifying. I went out the next day, my brother caddied for me, and I was everywhere. I was winging balls everywhere, and I wound up on the last hole. I made about a 15-footer for birdie and got into a playoff. And then won the playoff. So I made it through the through the first, the second part. I wound up making it through and got to Wingfoot. So I got to play in the U.S. Open, and it was really hard not to play with my dad heavy on my mind. And I'm reading about Tiger's dad and things, and this was his first event back the, since his dad passed away. And so I, I wrote a note and said uh, I talked to a couple of buddies, John Cook and Mark O'Meara, that hung out with Tiger in, in Orlando at the time, and I said. I don't know why. I mean, we're friends. We say hello, but we're not like we go out to dinner all the time. Right. And they go, write it. He'd love it. He's he's struggling right now. So I wrote him a note, and um, it turned out that he didn't even go into the locker room that week. Tiger didn't even go into the locker room. He was renting a house. He stayed at the house. He went from his car to the range with his clubs and out. He didn't even he, – he, did, he didn't do anything. So I didn't connect with him that week. But I will tell you one of the coolest things – I had my daughters with me, and it was on a Tuesday. It was Tuesday before. And we I'm just showing them around. The, the magnitude of what these tournaments are like now is just ridiculous. So oh, yeah. impressive. Oh, yeah. Just the place where where you buy your merchandise. It's like a Walmart. Yeah, it's, it's just gigantic. massive. We saw that here. Yeah, right. So I'm showing the girls around, and um, there's probably about, there's probably like forty or 50,000 people there that day. Really nice crowd, not like what they had at Bellary, but nice amount of people. Suddenly, we hear this commotion and look over, and it's like a wave of people are running. Thousands and thousands of people are running, and I'm like, the girls are like, Dad, what's up? And I'm like, it's got to be Tiger. I don't know what's exactly going on. But I look inside the ropes, and Tiger's walking out to the range. So we have a fence between you know, where he walks and where the people are and stuff like that. But it was ridiculous. The, the attention and the fury, it was like probably 15,000 people running to just go watch him practice, wow. you know, and it was really, really awesome. And um, it turns out we both shot the same score, 10 over, 
on Friday. I know. Quit laughing. I was crying a lot that week. But um, so check this out. <clears throat> they had this thing called the ten shot rule that if you're within ten shots of the lead, no matter what the cut is, you make it. You're in. Yeah, because you still have a chance to compete. So Steve, the leading score is even par, and I'm in a 10, 10 over. And I'm like, well, I got the 10 shot rule. Steve Stricker misses the green on number nine, his last hole, and holes about a 30-yard bunker shot <laughs> to knock all of our 10 overs out. I was like, damn. Son of a- yeah, I know. Uh, so um, so we both missed the cut. But um, it was just a really interesting place. You'll, hopefully, NBC will do a great job laying out the clubhouse. The clubhouse is old. It's iconic. It's um, the pictures in there, the locker room, mm-hmm. all of the history is just amazing. And, um, man, it, 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 it just will, will leave this, this imprint in my mind about, you know, just going back there thinking about my dad playing okay. I mean, didn't, didn't play awful even though 10 over is awful. You know what won the tournament meet? What's that? Plus six. So <laughs> wow! So if I could have gone sixty-eight, sixty-eight on the weekend after going ten over, <laughs> You'd been all right. I would have been all right. But I don't think that that didn't happen. Well, that's going to wrap up the uh, on the range segment. But uh, come back, I've got an interview with Mike Wellington. He wrote Birdies for Bipolar. He is a great guy, professional golfer, and he is taking the stigma out of mental health disease. So come back for that on the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. For 67 years, Lou Fuse has been the ride to take. 15 brands at 11 locations. Lou Fuse Automotive, we are St. Louis. The 100,000 watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30 day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. 
We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout out to our 500 plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of Marcone distribution employees across the United States who ship millions of next-day critical major appliance parts every single year. They help keep America's kitchen and laundry appliances working for you. Thank you. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring golden tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie's on another vacation. Uh, everybody wants to grow up and come back like Pearlie. But we are going to the front nine. And the front nine is brought to you by our friends at the Ascension Charity Classic. Folks, we got we got we had to shut her down this year, but inaugural year, two thousand twenty one will be the first of a minimum of four years, so hang with us. Norwood next year in middle September, the Champions PGA Tour will be here. Um also want to thank my my buddies out at uh, at Whitmore Country Club, 636-926-9622. Call Bill Brungart over there. They are smashing it right now. Everybody's rounds are up. Uh, Whitmore is doing a phenomenal job, everybody, of social distancing. They've got all their outdoor patios open. The fall's a perfect time to go meet. You went over there and played not long ago. I was at Whitmore last weekend and played. Great golf experience. Yeah, they're they're doing a fun job. With that membership comes access to 90 holes of golf. Um, you get access to Links of Dardine, Missouri Bluff, the Golf Club of Wentzfield. No cart fees. The cart fees are already taken care of. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, no nothing. There's a 24-hour fitness center open 24 hours in a row. That's right, 24 hours in a row. You can go 
get your get your fitness on. There's two large pool complexes. If you don't feel like playing golf, they've got tennis, great social calendars, holidays, parties, picnics, date nights. There's live music all the time. And don't forget about the kids club. Drop your kids off at the kids club. They get to hang out with other children. You can go do wine and nine. You can go do wine and wine. Or you can just do whatever the hell you want. Uh, take your, your significant other and... Um, and visit Bummer out in the golf shop. They run skins, games, members, tournaments, couples, events. They're, they just do a terrific job. Let's just go to the Michael Wellington interview. He is my buddy, longtime friend of mine, great grower of the game of golf and lover of the game of golf. And he also has bipolar disorder. Here's my interview with Michael. Is it his time? Yes! There it is! Can you believe it? Michael Wellington is brought to you by Golden Tee. You're a St. Louis kid, a great golfer. Let's just tell people a little bit about your golf background story. Yeah, so I was lucky to grow up at Westboro Country Club. My dad grew up literally across the street from the 11th fairway at Westboro. His parents were, uh, were members there, so I got introduced to the game very, very early. And I played golf uh, at the Cement Jesuit High School, then had some decent success as a high school player, went to Spring Hill College on a golf scholarship. Um, You know, I started at Spring Hill in 1997, and I finished there in 2001. And I had some pretty good success there as a player. You know, my team made it to the national championship every year that I was there. We got to play some really cool venues in the national championship, like uh, Tulsa Country Club, Southern Hills, you know, both in Oklahoma there. We played PJ National my junior year. And, uh, you know, I won I won a couple times. I won a regional tournament there. I was an All-American there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was so much fun to play golf at Spring Hill. And then, um, you know, I turned pro, I think, Maybe I played one summer as an amateur after college, and I turned pro right after that and, uh, you know, played the, the smaller tours, did all the Monday qualifiers, uh, state opens, all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I love competing. I, I love the game and, um, you know, was able to, to play at a certain level, you know, not the level that I would have liked to have gotten to, the level that you gotten, that you got to with your PGA Tour career. But, you know, when I look back on my competitive days, you know, there was I had some really fun times and I hit some great shots and shot some good scores. And so, uh, you know, certainly respect everything about uh, not just the game itself, but uh, the, the high level competitive uh, part of the game as well. Yeah. And um, just to get as far as you got is a hell of an accomplishment. But, Michael, you know, we're really not here today to talk too much about that. We're going to talk about your story and how you've had, uh, you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder and you have been, gosh, one of the leading, uh, I'll say champions for telling this story, kind of breaking down the walls of the stigmas that go with mental health and some of these these problems that a lot of us have that are, you know, almost afraid or embarrassed to talk about. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Jay. And and that's true. 
So I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder about a month out of college. I had moved to Fort Myers, Florida to start my professional career and my behavior had become erratic. And, you know, I was in a new environment. I was away from college. I was on my own for the first time. And even though golf was a safe haven for me, my behavior had just become inconsistent. I had, I had been calling friends and family and kind of coming up with these grandiose thoughts and ideas that I felt like were happening to me. And my parents, God love them. They came down to Fort Myers about that time and they brought me to a doctor and as the story goes, when they brought me in there, the doctor had heard a little bit about my behavior from my parents, and it became obvious to him right away that what I was experiencing sounded a lot like bipolar disorder. So when he sat down with me one-on-one, he had a eight-and-a-half by 11 piece of paper, and on the piece of paper, he had a list of all the traits of a bipolar person. And I looked at this list, and, you know, I'm an educated guy went to a good high school, went to a good college. And there was no way I could deny what was on that piece of paper because I was experiencing a lot of the traits. And some of those traits were, you know, I was having at the time problems sleeping. I was going on small little spending sprees, buying things that I didn't really need uh, for an apartment that I was only going to live in in Florida for six months. Uh, while I was, you know, starting my professional golf career, I, my, my speech was accelerated. I was, you know, talking fast. I was making up grandiose ideas that, you know, you just wouldn't do if you were in a healthy state of mind. So when I saw that piece of paper and that doctor kind of suggested, hey, this might be what you're dealing with, you know, I was lucky in the sense that I never was in denial about having bipolar. It was very clear to me from day one that, okay, well, I have every single trait on this list, so now I've got to do something to combat it. But my biggest problem at that time is I was 23 years old. I had had some success, as I mentioned, as a college and amateur player. And I thought to myself, well, I had all this success as a, as a co- collegiate player and an amateur player, and I wasn't taking medication for my bipolar then. Well, now – if I start taking medication, is this going to affect my game? Is this going to change the way I putt? Is this going to change the way my short game is? Is this going to affect me differently while I'm competing in a tournament? So I wrestled with all of those issues um, from the time I was diagnosed in 2001 up until I really had a crossroads in 2006 with some family and friends where I just wasn't as consistent as I needed to be with my medication Uh, And I'm of the belief now, certainly, that if you have bipolar disorder, you must take medication in order to have any chance at a healthy life. Michael, for the listeners out there, this is such an important topic. Tell them, give them an example. Tell them about the story about you driving to Orlando to play golf with Tiger Woods. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jay, because, you know, when I was younger and my, my book first came out, I was a little embarrassed about this story, but I thought about it a lot over the years. And and basically what happened, what happens when a person has bipolar disorder, there's, there's two ends of the spectrum with bipolar. There's high level mania, which is what caused my, my drive from Fort Myers to Orlando back in January of 2001. Um, 
and there's also the depressive side, which I think anybody understands depression who, you know, maybe has had a death in the family. Maybe they've gone through a divorce. Maybe they've lost their job. Anybody can feel depression, but mania is the portion of bipolar disorder that not everybody can experience because it's only for people that have bipolar disorder. So what basically happened was I was in Orlando, excuse me, I was in Fort Myers. I was training, you know, I'm working out, I'm working on my game. I'm just, I'm literally five weeks out of college and I'm getting ready to start my professional golf career. And I think at that time, there's no question Tiger was, you know, playing some of the best golf in the history of the world. It was January and February of 2001. And in my mind, you know, I wanted to compete at the highest level. And, and Tiger was the, the pinnacle of competition at that particular time. So I was so engrossed in mania because of my bipolar. At this time, I was unmedicated. I didn't even know that I had the disorder. But I was so fired up as a competitor and as an athlete and I, I wanted to go play against Tiger Woods. I wanted to play against all the great players out there. At that time, you know, Phil Mickelson and Ernie Els and Retief Goosen. And I wanted to compete against all of them, and I wanted to, to beat all of them. And, but I was so engulfed in, in mania that I didn't realize that the best way to achieve that goal was to enter tournaments and work your way up the ladder to play them. I took it upon myself uh, to drive from Fort Myers over to Orlando, and I wanted to – to find Tiger and play golf against him and just kind of see where I stood. And I think it's obvious that, you know, I was not healthy. I was encountering bipolar disorder and intense mania for the first time in my life. But for me, it seemed normal. It seemed like, well, you know, if I show up at Tiger's, you know, gate to his um, neighborhood that I could get a game with him. And, and, and I had actually met Tiger two summers before this happened. So in my mind, it was like, oh, well, he'll remember me. Well, number one, he wouldn't remember me. Number two, you know, I was so caught up in the mania and my disorder had taken over my brain that, you know, normal level-headed thinking was totally out the window. So I drive all the way from Fort Myers to Orlando. I get to the Isleworth community. Certainly the, uh, the guard uh, at the gate, he wasn't going to let me in. And so I had to, you know, turn around and drive away. I didn't put up a stink. I didn't cause any trouble. There was no scene, if you will. Uh, bipolar certainly is capable of causing many scenes. And then it was very weird, Jay, right after that, after I left the, uh, the neighborhood at Isleworth, I went and I just kind of pulled off to the side of the road, you know, a mile or two down the road, and I just burst into tears. And I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know where this came from. And then you know, I would learn later that these were the textbook details and definitions that come along with a manic episode. You know, the mania gets you up so high. I was so high that I wanted to take on Tiger Woods. And then when I wasn't able to, to, to contact him or to connect with him, you know, 10 minutes after that, I was bursting into tears. But I really wasn't crying about, you know, not being able to see Tiger or anything in particular. I just, my brain was so... Um, unbalanced because I wasn't on medication at this time that I went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and just crying my eyes out. And then I, I cried my eyes out on the side of the road with no real purpose for the crying. And then I ended up just driving back to Fort Myers. And then, you know, that's when, you know, it became obvious that um, I had to do something about this. 
but the, the, the interesting thing is when it's all happening to you, you know, when I was driving, you know, across Florida to try to get this game with Tiger, uh, it seemed like it was the right thing to do because my brain was just in a place that the mania creates an area that it's hard to explain really the pace that your mind moves when you're in that, in that area. And so I had to learn that, you know, I'd never experienced that before. And, you know, that was now, my goodness, that was now 19 years ago. So I've learned a lot of things about bipolar um, between then and now, and I've tried to share a lot of what I learned uh, with different people who are struggling with it because it's a hard thing to manage, but it is manageable. So, you know, I've had a lot of trial and error and, and I've figured out ways and techniques and things that I need to do every day to keep my brain from, you know, climbing into mania and also keep my brain from, you know, um, falling into depression. So, but yeah, that, that story about, you know, going to play tiger and the funny thing, Jay, I think you'll, you'll understand this just as well as anybody is at that time, January of 2001, tiger had won three majors in a row. He was the best player we had ever seen, I think for a year and a half stretch. So that just tells you, Really, that I had no idea what I was doing if I was going to walk into that. <laughs> well, there's this naivete about that that's also kind of bold, and and um, that, but but it does tell you, you know, that you're a little off. I mean, Pro Tiger probably wasn't even home or something, you know, when when you went there. And but the thing that's so exactly. impressive about me, what you've what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do, is so you were diagnosed at 23. In 2012, you start birdies for bipolar. You've had golf yeah. tournaments. You're speaking about this stuff. You've actually turned this from what you had, and you had told me this personally, that this is, you felt like you were kind of cursed or you were just kind of had this red letter on you to really now you see it as a gift. Yeah, uh, 100% because, as you mentioned, in 2000, at the end of 2012, we started Birdies for Bipolar, and that really, you know, you had a lot to do with this, and Joe Buck had a lot to do with this, because I decided to write my book, and as soon as I finished writing my book, we decided to do Birdies for Bipolar and start having events to bring mental health awareness, you know, to people all over the place. And for people that don't know, you know, David Faraday, who's you know, arguably the best golf commentator slash host in the golf business today. He was kind enough to write my foreword for my book because he also lives with bipolar disorder. But the reason he did that was because uh, specifically because of you and because of Joe Buck, you guys both, um, you know, were friendly with David and still are friendly with David. And you guys were able to kind of share my story with him. And he was, he was so sensational um, I met him in person at St. Albans. We talked, uh, at length one-on-one -on -one, and then he was great to deal with. And when he produced the forward, which is so perfect and so funny and so poignant and, and so smart that it just really fit well with the book. But when we started birdies for bipolar, um, you know, I just felt like we had golf as a vehicle to use. We could have golf events. We've done a couple of stand-up comedy events as well. We've done events in St. Louis. We've done events in New Orleans. Uh, I've got a lot of college friends in New Orleans that have helped us with 
uh, both a comedy event down there as well as a golf event down there. We'll do more down there. And yeah, you're right. You know, I tried to flip it around and, and take this thing and all the weird and strange and negative things that happened to me. I felt like Birdies Through Bipolar gave us an opportunity to kind of help people understand what it's really like to live with bipolar and, and realize that, hey, you know, just because you have this doesn't mean you can't have a productive life. I mean, if you look at a guy like Faraday, he is productive. He has bipolar. He's doing obviously very well. Um, you look at a guy like Ted Turner, he's had great success in business. Uh, he has bipolar. Um, you know, there's a number of actors and musicians and creative people that have bipolar that, you know, some are talking about it, some aren't, but you have to realize that, you know, this isn't a, um, a curse. It's not something that, you know, is totally detrimental. You can work around it and you can, it can also provide you with a lot of energy to get a lot done and, and golf. Boy, golf, as you know, Jay, is so has been so great for me because, number one, I love the game and it keeps my mind busy. I think a person that has bipolar really uh, will benefit from keeping their mind busy, and golf does that for me. And now with these events that we're planning, uh, that we have planned and we continue to plan, that keeps me busy as well, and it keeps me close to the game. And, you know, I'm just – at this point, you know, if you would have asked me when I was 23 or 24, you know, are you lucky, I would say no. But now, you know, I really feel lucky to have come out on the right side of it and now sharing ideas with other people. I mean, I met with a kid this morning, a 30-year-old kid, uh, who was struggling with some depression issues, and I just kind of shared some techniques with him uh, about what he can do to – and he's not even a person that has bipolar, but – um, just being able to share with people remedies and techniques that fight against depression, that's been pretty rewarding, to be quite honest with you. All right, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Don't go anywhere. We'll have the second half of the Michael Wellington interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message to data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. 
If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, Available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Vogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Perley is on permanent vacation. Hopefully he'll be back next week, but he might not be. You just never know me. Is he looking for all those sniper golf balls he lost? I, I, oh, man. Probably take a couple weeks to then find folks, don't Folks, count, don't count on him being back next week. But we are headed to the back nine. It's brought to you by uh, the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. Uh, Ed Fogelbach is a great dude. He uh, will help you with any sort of insurance product you need. He's got nine children, and several of them are working at the agency with him. So call the Fogelbach Agency, and they will help you with any sort of uh, uh, insurance product that you need. Let's jump right back into the end of the Michael Wellington interview. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. There it is. A win for the ages. Oh, Jack. That was a great putt. The Jack finishing off. And what a day it's been for him. A round of 65. Michael Wellington is brought to you by Golden Tee. We talk about this all the time on the show, Michael. Golf just keeps providing. And, and um, you're, you're a, a champion and, and in the forefront of that for, for this cause, among others. So, Michael, please tell folks how they can get in touch with you, how they can support you and, um, and learn more about uh, the bipolar disorder. Yes, certainly our website for the charity is a good way to kind of look at some of the things we've done and some of the people that are associated with us. The website is uh, www.birdies and then the number four bipolar.org. And my Twitter handle is, at mwellington3906. And I do a, a few things on Twitter. Um, Birdies for Bipolar has a Facebook page. I certainly have my own Facebook page, just Michael Wellington. And uh, I, I, I've stayed a little bit away from Instagram um, just because I didn't want to get overloaded with too much info. But, you know, that's where you can find our stuff and, and kind of some of the things that we've done. Um 
And so that's kind of, we've tried to keep the social media stuff as simple as possible, I guess. No, for sure. And on on September 26th at Normandy um, Golf Club, the Scotty Wirtz Memorial Golf Tournament is going to be held. Give us a little bit of uh, background into this uh, Patriot that we both uh, admire. Yeah, so this is a special deal. Um, one of the things that Birdies for Bipolar did from our very in- our first inception, well, since inception, I should say, was we always had um, a relationship and we wanted to do work for veterans because both my grandfathers were in the Navy. And when we had our first event back in 2013, we invited uh, 12 guys from the VA hospital veterans to come out and play guys that are amputees guys that, you know, Marines army, the entire uh, armed forces to come out and just join us. Cause I just felt like a lot of those guys, as you know, Jay, they, they struggle with, <clears throat> excuse me, with PTSD when they come back from, you know, their duties overseas. And so we wanted to, we always felt that was an important uh, aspect of mental health awareness was incorporating uh, the veterans to be involved. Well, when you're talking about the Scotty Wirtz Invitational or Scotty Wirtz Memorial, I should say, it's going to be on September the 26th at Normandy. Scotty Wirtz was a year older than me. He went to DeSmet. He was a football player at DeSmet. He went on to become a Navy SEAL. He was highly decorated. Uh, of course, as most SEALs are, he didn't tell anybody about his awards. He wasn't in it for the glory. He was just in it because he loved the United States. He loved to do things for other people. And he paid the ultimate price. He was um, on the front lines on a secret mission in Syria in January of 2019 with 15 other people. Scotty Scott, was an those, elite SEAL, um, right, Michael? He was an elite Navy. He was an elite Navy SEAL. Yeah, he was. He was as high level Navy SEAL as you could get. You know, I mean, he 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 could uh, he could kill you with a Snickers wrapper if he wanted to. That kind of thing. And um, <laughs> you know, he was on he was on this uh, this mission with fifteen other people. They were nose to nose with ISIS. Trying, he was trying to. Their group was trying to infiltrate ISIS even further and. They were in Syria doing this, and uh, ISIS, I guess, realized that this group of Americans was on their ass, and ISIS sent in a suicide bomber into the building where all 16 of these people were, that Scotty was a part of this group, and, you know, blew up the building and killed everybody there. So we lost Scotty, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew him great in high school, but I was very cl- I'm still very close with a lot of his close buddies. And some of the stories that they share with me about this guy and who he was and the way he did things, it's almost not surprising that he was willing to go to those lengths to get that close to that kind of terror to keep all of us safe. And so when all these friends of his from DeSmet asked me to get involved with the golf tournament, um, this will be the second annual. They did the first one last, uh, last fall. I jumped at the chance because, number one, I, I, I have so much respect for the Navy SEALs and what they do. I've, I've been lucky to meet a few over the last five or ten years, and these guys are just they are just special people. And they, 
They don't care about accolades. They don't care about awards. They just do the job and they get it done. And, um, you know, we're going to have a tremendous event for him on September the 26th at Normandy. We've already sold out the entire golf tournament as far as players go. We've got 144 players already committed. Um, you know, we're still looking for a few sponsors that, uh, you know, we'd love to get more people involved and celebrate this guy's life and celebrate the freedom that he helped uh, provide us. And, you know, Scotty Wirtz was uh, one of the best of the best, and uh, I think it's going to be a great tribute on September the 26th, and I think we're going to have a great tribute for him every single year as this tournament uh, continues to grow. Folks, that's Michael Wellington. you got to pick up his book, Birdies, Bogeys, and Bipolar Disorder. And uh, check out their website and get involved. This is uh, uh, another way that the game is making us uh, better as a community, stronger as, uh, as, as human beings. And, and, Michael, thanks so much for jumping on with me today. Jay, man, anytime, man. Anything for you, you know that. Uh, let's keep in touch, and uh, thanks again. Okay, that's going to wrap up the Michael Wellington interview as well as the back nine. So don't go anywhere. I'm headed, Meet and I are headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The 100,000-watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30-day return. WXOS at WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. In these extremely trying times, The management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Sean Young and the entire Marcone Information Technology team for zero web failures this past year. That's right, zero web failures, meaning zero frustration for Marcone's valued customers. Great job, everyone. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. 
If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet, as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. We are headed to, I got meat here with me, Pearly, vacay. We'll just call him Vacation Pearly. What a life he lives, man. Ooh. Come on. Anyway, we are headed, forget Pearly, we're going to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. I want to thank my friends, at AB and uh, Ultra for supporting the show. And, uh, man, what a perfect, perfect sponsor for the 19th hole. It's fitting. Yeah. Have you ever had any of those uh, Ultras? Had one or two in your life, maybe? Um, maybe you probably haven't. Not maybe to, s- uh, smelled uh, one or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I snuck one in when nobody was looking. And then I liked it so much I had about 30 or 40 more. Yeah. No, they're uh, – what a perfect way to end your day. You know, when you finish playing golf and you're like – what in the hell just happened to me yeah. out there? You're like, ah, this is what happened to me. I got to have a nice cold one here, get it all back together. All of a sudden, it doesn't seem so bad. And then by the end, you know, you have a couple, and then you're, you're making plans <laughs> to play next week. Like, okay, boys, I'm going to see you next week. It's like a fishing story. It yeah, just gets better like, and better. Yeah, well, the, the more bad. I caught a fish this big, and then you drop your arm, you know, and you're like, yeah, there it is. Um, okay, so Michael Wellington, man, first of all, I really admire his courage. M- Michael's a great guy. I said this earlier, uh, and, a, and a dear friend. What he is doing, you know, David Faraday came on the show and talked a little bit about bipolar disorder and some of the other um, things that he battles with his life. Michael Wellington, man, I so admire his courage and his ability to tell his story. I mean... Um, You could be so uh, self-conscious or so, gosh, whatever, but he's so matter-of-fact about it. And what I think is really important, before there was such stigma associated with this where it was like, oh, don't talk about it, and oh, what are we going to do about it, or oh, man, don't don't tell anybody I have this. He's telling everybody. He's telling everybody that, hey, and it's okay. And guess what? With the right medication and with the right diagnosis— you can live one hell of a life, and he's doing it, and I'm so impressed with all that. Yeah, it's huge that he's using his platform for good and, and telling people that, you know, it's okay. Everybody deals with something, whether it's it's depression, it's bipolar, it's anxiety. Everybody's got something they're, they're dealing with, and you make it normal when you talk about it. You, you make it 
you don't want to say inclusive, but inclusive to where everybody's comfortable with talking about it and discussing the problems that everybody's having. Well, just uh, just one of the first things he, you know, he tells people is bipolar is not who I am. It's just a part of of who I am. You know, what I but it's a part of me, and now he's got to manage. And the fact that he's going on, you know, kind of almost like a speaker series, and he's out there telling everybody a story, and he's running events, and just trying to shed light on it. I just so much time for him, and. uh, he tells this one story in the God. It, it just gave me the chills when I heard it. Where he's um, he just gets in his car and decides he's going to go play golf with Tiger Woods. You know, this is when when um, he's a little off and wasn't taking his medicine. He drives all night to go to Orlando and he just drives to the gate of Isleworth where Tiger lives. You know, thinking he's going to go in there and I'm going to just play golf with Tiger. Right. You know, and it just gave me a glimpse of how you can get kind of running with this. And some some maybe, you know, we all have crazy ideas every once in a while. And we just kind of go, ah, you know, move on. But I guess he embraced it and decided to act on it. And he said he got there and, you know, the guy that got Cardhouse, first of all, wasn't going to let him in. Second of all, said Tiger's not even home. And it, it dawned on Michael, I think, at the time that, man, I just got to really, I got to do better. I got to I gotta figure out a way to, to manage this better. And he and he is, and he's opening these doors for uh, for so many people. You know, he's got, he mentioned this um, uh, charitable golf event, Scotty Wirtz Memorial, that's going to be held on September 26th at Normandy uh, Golf Club. Folks, uh, Scotty Wirtz was a Navy SEAL. He also went to Dismet. And uh, anything, if you've ever read anything about Navy SEALs, they're just a little bit more badass than golfers. Just, sli- just a tad. Just a tad. And um, um, died in the support of freedom for our country. And so um, if you can, get over to Normandy and support him. I also have um, a buddy... Craig Pratt up in um, Minneapolis started a little foundation called Holes for Hope. I want you to go to holesforhope.com. Check this out. Um, he and uh, some buddies are really doing some neat stuff for some of the staff and the employees that work around the country clubs around the country, raising money for them, starting uh, educational foundations and things like that. You are going to hear way more about that on uh, on my show but for now if you can um uh check out their website it uh it's it's just fantastic and um craig pratt's also on um on twitter and they talk a lot about it it's uh rocco mediate and uh, tim heron both live up in minneapolis and they've been uh, helping them out they've got a, a big gale tentatively set for october 22nd at oak ridge country club up in uh uh, Minneapolis. So, uh, yeah, so check them out. Um, all right, so we got a little bit of time left. I, I just want to, I just had some other kind of parting shots about Wingfoot and um, some of the experiences I've had there. First of all, Butch Harmon's dad, Claude, was the longtime head golf pro there. So Claude played on the PGA Tour, and Butch has uh, three or four brothers all in the game uh, Billy and uh, Claude Jr. and um, uh, the, the Harmon brothers all love the game, and they all grew up in Wingfoot. And what's interesting about Wingfoot is you think it's this blue blood 
kind of club. And there are some people that have got in there that have inherited money. But it's more of a I built my business sort of club. Okay. It's more like a a, a, a tough working man's like a I've money. done well sort of thing. Now, it's been around for a while, but it, it's, it's just not that sort of... Uh, they have rules, don't get me wrong, but it's not this hoity-toity kind of like, oh, uh, walk around with the ascot and, you know, <laughs> where's Thurston Howell the third at, you know? It's um, it's really, really interesting. And um, Butch talked about that in a couple articles I read where um, he met so many interesting people that way that were building their own businesses and they, you know, did stuff, earned it themselves and... and um, uh, yeah, it's just an, another kind of fascinating little uh, uh, microcosm of the golf world up at this this golf club that's just one of my favorites and one of my top five favorites. How rare is it to find that kind of vibe at, at such a historic course and a historic club like that? Yeah, it's not not um, typically you, you you know everybody loves that. Too much for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, uh, your shoe's untied. If you don't tie your shoe, you know, we're going to boot you. I'm like, I never tie my shoes. You know? I didn't even know I had shoes on. What are you talking about? We got flip-flops. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's not it's not like that. And um, they have a history and a lineage of pros um, that, um, oh, man, that just, that, that just goes kind of like the who's who. And um, uh one of the other things that I, the last thing I want to talk about, obviously you're not going to win a major without putting well, but the greens out here are just insane. When these, when this golf course was built, these greens were designed for the greens to play probably half as fast. So for the greens are going to be 11 or 12s, they were designed to be sixes. So you are going to see balls that are going to start rolling and rolling. You're like, where's that going to stop? You know what's going to stop? <laughs> In the rough, uh, and you have no control over no. anything. Nope it's it's uh, it's going to be crazy. It's also going to be fun to see how the USGA sets it up. NBC took this event over from Fox. A lot of change in the in the golf world. So we're going to get to listen to Azinger. Uh, Azinger was going to be with Fox and doing the the main um, uh, analyst uh, role, and now he's going to fill that for uh, NBC. So he'll be with Dan Hicks, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch and. Um, I don't know the winning score meet somewhere between. I'm saying it won't be. I th- I'm thinking it's going to be over five over par. Wow, that wins the tournament. That's it. That's crazy. That is crazy. That much of a difference. If you think about it, DJ shot 30 under par in one of his um, wins in the playoffs. Jeez. <laughs> 30, oh, 30, 30 plus under par. You know how we are with facts and figures on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not it's quite that, but it's uh, it was it was a lot under par. You're not going to see that. Not even close. Wow. You know, so there's a lot of the betting lines and stuff, you're going to be able to check out, you know, who's what's going to be the low score for the week. What? So par 70. Typically, this course runs as a par 72. Mm-hmm. So you make two par fives, par fours. It's just a beast. It's just a beast. And I don't think you're going to see any any scores under 65. So I don't long, think anybody's going to shoot under under five under. No along way. with the good drive, good straight drive. It's, oh, you better uh, be also, putting you your get, butt you off. You melt down when you get in those spots. I oh, mean, but all it takes – all it takes is one bad shot and have that ball go into ask Mickelson. <laughs> yeah. All he had to do is play the last hole with a four iron and a seven iron, and he wins. He, he wins the U.S. Open. He's got six runner-up finishes. He takes driver and hits it on the corporate tent. Takes the next one, hits his iron, gets stuck in the tree, and then buries in the bunker. Double bogey. Thanks for coming. Just like that. Oh, brutal. 
anyway, I can't wait to watch it. I'm, uh, I'm, it's one of the few events I'm glad I'm not playing. I don't know if I got <laughs> enough sniper balls for that. Well, that's going to wrap up another show. And uh, me, thanks so much for being with us, folks. Thanks for listening. And we will be with you next week. And we'll probably talk a little more about the Open, the U.S. Open. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.